Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Dear Fellow Black Single Mom podcast. I am your host Cass and I just want to take a moment to thank you all for listening to the podcast. If it's your first time tuning in, welcome. And if you've been here more than once, welcome back. Um, I'm still amazed when I look at the data of like how many people are listening to the podcast like to see that we're getting into the thousands now and so that is surreal to me because I've only been doing this for a couple of months and I just put this out there you know I just pressed record and recorded an episode and I put it out there not knowing what God would do but I'm so thankful for each and every single one of you who is taking the time to listen to my podcast because you could be listening to so many other podcasts and yet you're listening to mine so I thank you so much for that support and um, yeah please continue to listen share this with another fellow black single mom out there and without further ado let's just jump into this week's episode. So in this week's episode, I wanted to talk about reaching out for help and not being ashamed about reaching out for help, whether that's reaching out for help to, you know, a family member, a friend, or reaching out to a government assisted program that provides with, you know, whatever resource it is that you need, whether you need to go to a food bank or you want to sign up for food stamps or things like that um just not feeling ashamed for that and not feeling bad or guilty or feeling inadequate or questioning yourself or questioning your abilities or who you are as a person because all of those things that i just mentioned are feelings and thoughts that i felt and experienced and um Around like the summer of 2019, you know, I was looking through my budget and I was like, all right, God, like I have two months worth of savings left to cover my expenses and my bills. And at this point in time, my son was on formula. And if any of you all have kids who have been on formula, you know, that stuff is really expensive. And I remember, I think I was spending like $33 for one single can that would last me like four to five days and you know they're like 30 days in a month so you're spending in most months you're spending or I was spending like 33 dollars for one can so like you know close to like 150 dollars per month just on formula and not factoring in diapers wipes clothes and whatever else my son needed and whatever else I needed, food, paying my bills, you know, like I I had a car at the time, still had to pay for the car insurance and make my car payments, student loans, cell phone bill, you know, just all these different expenses. And I had like a huge credit card debt that I was paying off. Um, So I had like a lot of bills, you know, that I was paying and had continued paying even when I stopped working and left my job, my full-time job, because like I mentioned in a previous episode, it just did not make sense for me to keep that job given where I was in my life. And so I thought, you know, that I, by this time I would have secured a full-time job, 
But my reality was that I hadn't and I didn't know at that time how much longer it would take me to secure a job. So I was like, I need to do something that will just give me a little breathing space in my budget. Allow me to just have a little bit of wiggle room because again, I had like two months worth of money to cover everything. And I was definitely very afraid of getting to a point where I had no money, like zero dollars, zero point zero dollars. And If you know me in real life, you know, like, I'm the type of person who likes to always have money in my savings account. Like, I always like to have at least $1,000 in my savings account because I've lived long enough to know that things just happen, right? And it's nice to have that money where you're like, okay, I can pay for this without having to spend my next paycheck on whatever the situation is, right? So... I was like, okay, I do not want to empty out my savings account. And I also just don't want to get below the $1,000 line. So I started researching programs and just seeing like, what are some programs that they have out there that can give me a resource, whether it's to help me cover my son's formula or food or just anything. And um, I found the WIC program, which is for women, infants, and children. And um, I also found the food stamps programs. And I didn't know too, too much about them, but I signed up for them. And thankfully, I got into into both of their programs and I was able to use the WIC specifically to cover my son's formula because that was one of the items that was approved for me to buy. And so just having like $150 that I no longer had to spend on formula was such a big deal at the time for me and I know it might not sound like a lot of money to some people but it really was especially at this time because again I didn't have it wasn't like I had anybody else that I could just call up and be like hey like can I borrow x amount of money you know um at least I didn't I didn't feel comfortable doing that maybe there were people but I didn't feel comfortable doing that especially because I was like I already have debt I don't want to keep adding more debt you know and have more money that I need to pay back. Like I'm just trying to stay above water. So I also got the food stamps. I got approved for food stamps. And that was again, very helpful because now I didn't have to spend any money on food for me or for my son because we were starting to transition into eating solids as well. So I was very, very, very grateful for those programs. And um, I also finally like figured out my health insurance situation because I didn't have health insurance and it's important, at least to me, like I like to have health insurance because I like to make sure that, you know, I'm getting my physical exams and going to the dentist and just keeping up with my health. And so that was something that had stressed me out because I thought that I needed to to be employed full-time in order to have health insurance but through my research I was like oh I qualify for mass health and so I went through the process of applying and I got that and so having these programs and having access to these resources really was um, really helpful for me especially at the time because I 
it just helped me to feel a little bit more stable and at least I knew like okay even if I continue to have to dip into my savings account at least I won't have to you know not be able to buy my son formula, you know, or not be able to buy us food. So at least we have that covered. And um, I was also using credit cards, I'll be honest, during this time to cover um, just other things that my son needed, like diapers and wipes, because I was like, well, I will just worry about paying that money back later. So I was doing what I could to survive and, um, you know, reaching out for help and looking into those programs was really, really helpful. And I was still at the time a part of the Room to Grow program, which I've uh, mentioned before. And basically, it's a program that they pair you up with a clinician and you meet and discuss about your child's development um, like every three months. And you also talk about, you know, like how you're doing as a mom and all the changes that are happening and things like that. And then they give you some clothes and um, some books and some toys. And so all of these programs were helping me to get by because I was still unemployed and I was only working a part time job, um, getting paid like six hundred dollars a month, six hundred dollars a month. So, yeah, and that was not, you know, that was that was something and that that was helpful. But I was like, I know I need more. I need a breakthrough, Lord. Like I need something to come through. Um, But I mention this idea of like reaching out for help um, because before I did the research, like and as I was doing the research, like I just remember feeling a lot of feelings of shame and a lot of feelings of inadequacy because I couldn't provide for my son on my own without the help of these programs. And I think part of it is because, you know, there is that negative stigma of, you know, the welfare queen and how like black single moms are all lazy and we just want to be on welfare and da 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 da. So I was like cognizant of that and I didn't want to necessarily like fall into that stereotype even though I'm like I know that I that stereotype is false anyways and you know to generalize all people or especially black women who are on welfare it's like in that way it's like you don't know people's situations and ultimately there's nothing wrong or shameful with being on welfare and that's what I had to tell myself because I really did feel ashamed when I was like walking into the building to sign up for the program like I was like man you know just to be honest like I felt really like I was taking steps back because I was thinking about my friends and how far they were making it in their careers and the fact that they were, you know, buying their own homes and new cars and, you know, climbing up the corporate ladder and I'm living at home with my parents and I'm signing up for food stamps and WIC and, you know, like I can't fully support my son by myself, you know? And so I was feeling really low about myself at that point in time. But eventually, like, I 
had to reframe the situation and not see it as like, oh, this is a handout, but see it as a hand up because these programs exist because life happens and stuff happens to people and you can't predict everything that's going to happen in your life. And I think there's like a statistic out there that says like most Americans are one paycheck from away from being homeless, you know? And so I'm like, you know, this situation where you might need help, especially with, you know, the pandemic and everything where you might need some sort of some form of government assistance, it can happen to anyone. It can happen to anybody. And so I had to humble myself and not be prideful and not feel shame and not feel like, oh, I'm a failure as a parent because I can't provide for my son on my own. Like I had to reframe those messages because I know like I realized like, oh, these are just things that I've learned, you know, through the media, through my family, unfortunately, and, you know, just other people's conversations and attitudes, especially towards black single moms. Like these are just ideas that I've learned and they don't make it doesn't make it true, essentially. And so if you're a single black mom and you can relate to some of these feelings, I just want you to know, like, it's okay to ask for help whatever the help looks like it's okay because like that saying says it takes a village to raise a child and it's very true and ultimately these programs um they helped me get on my feet you know I fast forward to now I'm like I'm so thankful that I had access to those programs because they helped me to get by they helped me to provide stability for myself and for my son and I appreciate that and I'm so very grateful for that. So if you're in that situation where you need to, you know, get some government assistance so that you can get by, then do it. Do what you have to do and keep your goal, whatever that goal is, in mind and and keep pursuing it, whatever it is. But, you know, be okay with the fact that, yeah, I, I need some assistance right now. I need to go to the food pantry to get some food so that my family doesn't starve, you know, or I need to sign up for a food stamps program or look for some other nonprofit program that is helping, you know, single parents at this time. So because there's really, truly nothing wrong with that. And um, yeah, like I, I think about the fact that like, now I'm in a place where like I'm able to provide for me and my son, you know, but back then I couldn't in in the way that I wanted to. And that was OK. I was still job searching, but now I didn't have like nearly as much stress because it was like, OK, I know that I at least have some resources to help me and my son get some of the things that we need. And so Uh, Yeah, this episode this week is super uh, short, um, but I I felt like this was important to talk about because like I I really struggled with asking for help and it's something that I still struggle with, but I'm getting better at asking for help. And also, I think part of it, too, sometimes it's like I didn't want to ask for help because I didn't want people to let me down, but 
I've gotten to a place where I'm like, people are going to let you down. You're going to let people down. And that doesn't mean that you stop asking for help. You know, like, that's okay. I've accepted that people are going to let me down sometimes. Like, that's just life. But that doesn't mean that I have to be the independent black woman who needs nobody because we're humans and we live on planet earth and we need each other we need people and you don't necessarily have to have a huge village to help you raise your child but you know you do need other people to help and it's okay to let people come in your life as long as they're safe right because there are some some crazies out there, but um, as long as they're safe, you know, it's, it's okay to let other people in and let them offer to help you in whatever way they can. So I'll leave it there and I'll see y'all in the next episode. Peace.